All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a camera to the light of the universe. Because we see to get the stars, or to be chosen them because we are human, this pointless reading. Do the stars were right, they could plunge from the world to the world and the star. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 9 of our campaign based on the setting book Berlin the Wicked City written by David Larkins with Mike Mason and Lynn Hardy and published by Chaosium. We are currently playing The Devil Eats Flies. Who are you playing and how are you today, Brayden? Hey, Brayden here, playing Sadina Andrusov, and to protect herself from Grossman's ghost, Sadie is going to be staying in the living room. Oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, how? <laughs> I'm playing Moritz Baum, and I thought Brain was going to say that to protect herself from Grossman's ghost, uh, Sadie is going to be starting a new exorcise routine. <laughs> <laughs> Lydia? I'm playing Andreas Vogel, and I couldn't think of a joke about butchers. No, god damn it, sorry, I'm going to say that one again. <laughs> I thought that was the joke somehow. That was the joke, yes, god damn it. Right, let me start again. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh no, (laughs) the first casualty of the night. No, I love it, this is great energy. (laughs) Excuse me. I'm playing under <laughs> We have to oh, leave all there. of this in. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. Ah, okay. <clears throat> I'm playing Andreas Vogel, and I couldn't think of a joke about sausage makers. That's okay. I'd only butcher it. <laughs> there it is. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice, nice. Jilly. Hi, everyone. I'm playing Max Oswald, and... I've totally blacked on my shoulders. That's a lot to follow. Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. I'm playing Max Oswald and take me to church because this door looks holy. <laughs> Very good. And I am Fedra, your keeper for the day, and I'm excited to hear Andreas start singing Heads, Shoulders, Knees, and Toes. <laughs> Bloody all over the apartment. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, Lydia, tell us what happened last time. Carl Grossman's spirit has tried to kill the Grand Duchess. Will he also return for Sadie, who escaped him once before? They cannot leave her alone tonight. After a brief pit stop at Andreas's pharmacy for supplies to feed his increasingly worrying drug habit, the friends retire to Max's apartment. Night falls, and most investigators bed down 
with a little chemical assistance for some. Max tries and sadly fails to stay awake. A dream begins. A shared dream. A nightmare. Each investigator sees themselves as a man in a finely tailored suit in an open-topped car. Slowing to cross railway tracks, another car draws up alongside. Out of the passenger window leans a familiar figure, the leader of the fascist paramilitary group they encountered a few days ago. He raises a submachine gun. Each dreamer feels the bullets hit, hot and agonising, before the fascist tosses a hand grenade. It detonates, and each investigator wakes in terror. Moritz feels a presence in his room, lighting a gas lamp just quick enough to see the bedroom door closing. Andreas fares worse, waking in disoriented, paranoid panic. He is convinced he is at home and that enemies have come to attack someone very close to him, his landlady Frau Simonova, who believed in him and helped him set up his pharmacy when nobody else would. In his madness, he confuses Sadie for her and, armed with a kitchen knife, tries to drag her out of the building. Luckily, Sadie is able to calm him without blood being spilt. In Sadie's shamanic faith, dark spirits can be exorcised. In the morning, they will travel to Grossman's apartment and his storage room in hopes of learning what tethers his spirit to the mortal plane and rid the world of him forever. But economic matters first. Prince Konstantinovich owes them payment. He is cool, but hands over a cheque before dismissing them. It's signed by a construction union, a strange financial ally for an exiled prince. Simple money laundering and corruption from the Russian oligarchy, or something more? The friends travel to Grossman's apartment, a scene of personal horror for Sadie. But once again, it is Andreas whose mind cracks. A vision rises as they enter. A dream memory of bloody stacks of flesh, the stench of blood, of severed hands and heads, of dead faces and humans butchered for meat. He screams. You are in Grossman's apartment. The apartment is a large living room with a bedroom area and a tiled kitchen containing a wood-burning stove and tile countertop. A large dormer window stretches nearly from the floor up to the apex of the mansard roof, admitting quite a lot of light and offering a view of the courtyard area four floors below. The wallpaper is soot-stained and peeling, and there is a fair amount of soot on the floors as well. There is no other furniture in the apartment. It's empty. Of course, you are seeing that. Andreas is seeing a little bit more. Andreas is seeing the severed limbs and head and the blood and the stacks and piles of meat all over the kitchen. What do you do? Andreas has gone completely white and he is screaming and he kind of tries to back away and he bumps into something and kind of puts his hand out to stop himself and then he looks at his hand and it's as though his hand is covered with blood now and and he's just kind of flailing and he doesn't know what is going on 
They're everywhere. Don't you see them? The bodies. Oh, God. Don't tell me you can see them, please. Max, Mart, I'll take Andreas outside. Will he be okay outside? Andreas, you're here, you're safe. No, no, none of us are safe. None of us are safe. Can't, can't you tell? Don't you see it? Deep breaths, man. The heads, breathe. The heads and the hands and the. We're all here together. Breathe, damn you! I would like to slap him across the face. Okay. I'll have to reach up slightly. A lot of people feel that way. I think. <laughs> <laughs> just a light, you know, just to kind of bring you back to your senses, smack. <laughs> a gentle, loving kind of smack. Can I roll a psychoanalysis with that smack? <laughs> <laughs> I would not. Can I lend a bonus die? You know, uh, violence is good for therapy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that is wildly no- widely known. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, you can intimidate him into silence. Oh, I guess that's kind of... Like, that's kind of what you're doing. You're not trying to help him feel better. No, yeah, I was, I was trying to kind of, you know, like, get it together, man. Yeah, that's a 90, um, which is not a fumble. <laughs> no, you just slap him. I probably, like, aggravate it, right? Yeah, how do you feel about that, Andreas? <laughs> uh, I think he feels really quite annoyed because uh, I, I think Moritz and Andreas have this slightly combative relationship anyway <laughs> and um, Andreas doesn't like feeling vulnerable and he especially doesn't like feeling vulnerable when uh, Moritz just slapped him <laughs> and I think out of pure instinct he'd probably try and grab Moritz's wrist and shove him back Ooh. Oh god Ooh. Okay. Okay. Well that's a brawl I've yeah. seen one. And I'm countering that with my own brawl world, presumably. Or dodge, depending on what you're doing. Okay, what have I got? Uh, I guess you were trying to slap, but uh, now you can... I guess... <laughs> Keeper, how do you want to adjudicate this? Was I able to get the slap in as like a surprise round thing? Or do I attempt to slap and then he catches my hand and we see how the, how the dice go? I think you got the slap in and he's angry now, so now you so can... So reaction. Yeah. Okay, well, in yeah. that case, I guess I'm going to try and dodge <laughs> <laughs> okay what have i got i've i've got 40 for my brawl skill so let's see what i get and uh, that was a fail at 48 well my dodge is also a failure at 89 over 36 this brings us to the end know. of this episode <laughs> thanks for joining us <laughs> listeners <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that bring, you know brings us at a, at a classic standstill, right? Where you're mm. <laughs> kind of slapping away, and so you're just trying to grab. You're pulling. It's kind of, you know, a bit of yeah. a, a sad, a, a sad sight to yeah. see. Ed, stop it! Ed, damn you! No, I'm just, come on! <laughs> what are you thinking, Andreas? Martz. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying he needs to get a hold of himself, right? With this is a criminal investigation. And then you see someone looking at you curiously at the door. Hello. <laughs> it's a woman which is here described as pockmarked and frumpy. 
Wow. Very. Wow. A lot. But I bet she has a good personality, though. <laughs> um, I'll give you a, an NPC portrait. Oh, God. Pockmarks and frumpy. I know. It's like one of the savagest descriptions I've ever seen. That's quite brutal. There she is. Bless. She says, uh, I had screaming. Who are you? Sorry if we disturbed you. Um, where? Private investigators, uh, we've been sent to look through the house. She looks at you and looks at Andreas and Moritz still holding on to each other. <laughs> <laughs> like slowly lowering hands, adjusting <laughs> clothing. <laughs> Glaring. Sometimes we have uh, personal squabbles, but we get the work done. Uh, apologies for uh, disturbing you, please. Uh, go back to what you were doing. I know it's early in the day, but I thought I heard the noises from below and I thought I thought he was somehow back. But he's not. It's okay. Um Oh, those noises. Well, uh I guess I hope I, what what are you investigating again? Wasn't he caught? Didn't he die? Who are you trying to catch? We have been employed by the family of a young woman who went missing um, around a year ago to investigate if she could potentially have been amongst the victims. Uh, do you know a lot about what went on here? Ah, uh, I, uh, I never saw anyone. I, I, I could hear this, this loud chopping noises. Very late at night, coming from from this apartment. Oh, I once asked him, you know, I I saw him in the hallways, and I asked him, "What are those noises?" Uh, maybe I asked if he was chopping wood or something like that. That's right, I'm chopping wood, he said. Oh. It still gives me the chills, the way he said it. Mm. He was a terrible person. Oh. And he... He had those... Oh, I can't even... I can't even talk about it. I'm sorry. Uh, good luck. Good luck finding... Please. What happened to the young lady. If you have anything, it would be very helpful. Uh. You must understand, there is... There is a family mourning, there are people who care about her. Anything you can offer might be of help. I'd like a social role of some sort, or something like appearance or credit rating, something to gain a little bit more trust. I've got 70 appearance. Oh, go for it. You might be too attractive. Oh, do, we have someone, yeah. <laughs> do we have someone who has a little... I've got 75 in charm. Oh yeah. There we go. I forgot Max is an absolute charm machine. <laughs> Absolutely, that'll do it. Um I'll step forward and say, um you must have been very brave to challenge him like that. I know that even before the truth of his acts had come out, he was a a fearsome man. Uh your neighbours are lucky that you were living here. Could you stretch your bravery just a little bit further and help us out? I, I just hate thinking about all the things I, 
I saw and I knew about and I never said anything. I, I just, I just, you know, pushed it away in the back of my mind and I made excuses and told myself I was being ridiculous. Just, I don't think you were being ridiculous. I know I wasn't. I, I think that was a. I know it wasn't big. It was a natural reaction, but you can you can step up to the plate now and show show everybody that this man will not get away with his crimes and families won't be left to suffer the unknown. I don't have that much to give you. I I saw him once leaving his apartment during the day. He was carrying this this, this foul-smelling packages wrapped in butcher's paper and again I asked him and he said that he had a rabbit that had gone off and he was going to throw it away. He he talked about going to a, a garden shed out on Landsberger Schauser. He said that's where he took his meat for butchering. Did he really? This is... Important, Helpful. important information. Uh, <laughs> we all mutter and nod to each other. This is yes. an export in our Important, important. Yes, <laughs> no, sorry. Don't okay. turn her back on them and start making a, a board with a red string behind her. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know anything else. Well, uh, thank you so much. Um, this will prove very helpful. And Sadie will take her hand and slowly begin walking her to the front door. Just one question. Do you know, was it the police that emptied this place? Yes, they, they came here and they took everything and they... I don't know, I, it seems like the place was cleaned as well, but it will never feel clean to me. Of course. Yeah, thank you, you've, you've done a good thing today. Uh, well, I know I, I don't want to pose, but if, if you could please not make a lot of noise, it's... It's... Understandable. Thank you. I think we all have a handle on ourselves now. Sideways <laughs> look at Andreas. He does not. <laughs> he does not. Andreas is kind of patting down his pockets, looking for um, anything he could take to just <laughs> take get rid of it. Off. But then, yeah, take the edge off. But then he realizes he isn't carrying anything except for cocaine, and that's the last thing that he probably <laughs> needs right now. Oh my God, yeah. Andrea's just in the background doing lines on the kitchen countertop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't want to be any more alert than he already is. But I think he might go looking through the cupboards just to see if there's anything to drink. I think he feels like he could really do with a, a shot or something. That seems like a lacquer for me, to me. Okay. What do I have for luck? I don't think it's particularly good. Oh, it's 40. That's not too bad. 36. Yes. All right. Yeah, there's uh, some abandoned vodka in one of the cupboards. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Half drunk and um, the correct color, you think. <laughs> <laughs> Vodka's green, right? Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> With, with little kind of bits floating in it that look yeah. maybe a bit like fingers or something. Oh, my God. Oh my no, that's God. tequila. Oh. <laughs> with a worm. Mm -hmm. Nice. 
I, I think he holds the bottle up to the light and, and sniffs it and then thinks, oh, whatever he might have done to this, I don't care, I need it. And he takes a swig. Okay, let me know when you get your third swig. That's when the alcohol rules start. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to take two swigs and then I he'll pass stop. it over. Nice. At 10 a.m. <laughs> Anybody else in need of this too? Yeah, at 10 a.m. <laughs> you know him. This is what he does. The camera focuses on the other three of us going, oh, we couldn't bear to touch anything in here. And then in the background, you just see Andreas go, look, go, look, 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 look. Self-medicating. If Andreas is in a decent spot, I guess we could start looking around. I suppose it's the best we can hope for. Does anyone else feel like he's getting out of hand? <laughs> I don't know what he's on half the time, but, you know, we're doing something important here. We can't just be screaming the place down. We're lucky the neighbor was helpful. She could have called the police on us. Then where would we be? I'm right here, you know. <laughs> yes, well, I'm talking to you too. You need to pack it in. I don't think slapping him was the right move. Well, I'm sorry, but sometimes it helps. It helped me. Yeah, and that would have took you for a dub. <laughs> <laughs> all right, look, I'm sorry. I won't do it again, all right? On condition that you don't do that again. Nobody's to sneak into my room in the night. Nobody's to start screaming for no reason. Maybe we can all just get through this. What do you mean sneak into your room at night? If I snuck into your room at night, you'd have asked me. Look, I, in your dreams, <laughs> I'm just saying this is hard enough as it is, all right? Wait, wait, no, no, wait, wait. Go, go back. Somebody was in your room last night? Yes, we never quite got to the bottom of it, did we? I, I don't know who's playing at what exactly, but I just, I need my beauty sleep. That's all I'm saying. And if we could just, you know, keep the silliness to the hours of daylight, that would be a big help. Well, if it wasn't me and it wasn't Sadie, Max, Max, was it you? I was asleep. And Gerda's away on tour. You, you, you don't have a, a, a cleaner or anyone who comes to deliver things at night? No, the only people who should have been there is... The four of us? Andreas, how much of that green vodka have you had? <laughs> Max doesn't employ cleaners that come and clean <laughs> occupied bedrooms in the early hours of the morning, man. Well, maybe they like to make an early start. I don't know. Well, speaking of early start, why don't we head over for this uh, shed? Hmm? I'm a bit afraid of what we're going to find, but it seems like the next step. Well, hang on a minute. Did you, did you speak to the person who was in your room? Well, they ran out, didn't they, the moment I woke up? But nobody came past us. I was in the living room. Nobody came past. I would have seen. Andreas, are you prepared to swear to me that it wasn't you? Because frankly, right now, I'm not willing to take your word for it. Yes, I swear to you that it was not me. I did not go into your bedroom last night. Are you happy? Well, now, honestly, I don't know what to think. Uh, that... Hmm. I, um... I, I know what I saw. There was someone there. It, I, I woke up. It wasn't a dream. I came straight out, straight away, and I found you. If it wasn't you, then I'd, I don't, I don't know. Maybe we should sleep uh, closer to one another or in the same room to keep safe. Yeah, I can't believe I'm asking this, but is there a way we could tell if there was a spirit? Uh, not unless I was there right at that moment. 
the spirits everywhere. I didn't even think, I didn't want to think, but, but that girl and do you really think that's what it, do you think I saw something from, I've, I've never seen any, I've never believed in, I've never seen anything like that. Why me? Why would it come from, no, I, maybe it was a dream. You know what? Maybe, maybe it's all just been a little bit too much and, but you know what? I, I wouldn't say no to, to, to some alternative arrangement just until all of this blows over and we can get back to not living strange nightmares in our waking lives. Mm. Hey, Andreas, it sounds like he does want to sleep with you after all. Hmm. <laughs> I have had it just about up to here with today. Are we going to go look at the shed or what? We could check here first and see if the cops picked up everything. Yes, maybe there was something hidden. A, a, a cupboard, a loose floorboard. I don't know. Well, they left the booze apparently, so you know what? Why not? You never know. Okay. I'd like a hard spot hidden from anyone who's looking around thoroughly and, um, yep. Okay, I'll get in on that action. Alright, we'll give it a go. Oh, do it. Investigation mode. Engage. No, that's 59. That's a fail. The vodka is starting to work. <laughs> a regular success. A uh, regular success, but I could make it a hard for five points of luck, which I think I can spare, to be honest. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll spend five luck <laughs> to make it a hard success. I so failed. Gave us so. some. Yeah, right. <laughs> I failed and I'm not spending luck. You're doing a hard success? Yeah. All right. With your hard success, you spot dried blood splatter marks on the walls in several places. Nice. Well, that was a good use of five points of life. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I think a murderer might have lived here. <laughs> oh, shit. No, he just cut himself shaving. It's no problem at all. <laughs> And uh, you don't find anything else in the apartment after two hours of searching. <laughs> Crash, you call of Cthulhu! <laughs> As if our luck skill isn't usually terrible on this podcast. Oh <laughs> Just <God>. spent some. <laughs> uh, well. Uh, hilarious. Um, <laughs> how dare you? That's anyway, true keeper humor. It's midday and uh, you just left the building, just like Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, before we leave, leave, I would like to go to the mailbox and look in the uh, the one that doesn't have a name on it. I'd like to look in that because I'm assuming that Carl, that's Carl Grossman's. I want to see if he's got any letters. Oh, well remembered. Very well remembered. From there's last nothing in it. episode, days. What do you mean there's nothing in it? <laughs> we have to reward this. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Well, there's a little frog. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, yes. Let's find a little frog. All right, we adopt a frog. What's its name? It's wearing a little dirndl. Yes. As well. And his hair is in plaits. Oh, yes. Are you happy about this? I'm like, nice little frog. There's no like junk mail with like, you know, discounts, like half price buffet or something. I don't know. No. <laughs> something about you. Something. But the frog is wearing a t shirt that says, The police cleaned this locker out but left me here. 
Uh, Sad face. <laughs> All right, well, that's okay. We'll take you with us. <laughs> we'll take you to the police, you criminal. <laughs> You're arrested, frog. Only hand- handcuffs. <laughs> we can call it uh, Gerda 2, Gerda Jr. Is this our next character for whoever dies first? <laughs> <laughs> I still can't remember if we've properly explored who Gerda is on the podcast, not in the character creation episode. People don't need to know who Gerda is. Gerda's an enigma. Yeah. <laughs> Gerda is if within all of us. They don't already know where Gerda is. <laughs> who can truly ever understand Gerda? Like, were they born in an egg? You know? <laughs> I think we're all losing it, but you know what? It's okay. It's allowed. <laughs> We're losing it, but finding frogs, and that's fine by me. <laughs> this is what happens when my players demand rewards for, like, the, <laughs> the emptiest of places. Would you say that this frog committed a horrible crime? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, Raiden! Oh. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. That's I it, think honestly. We'd potentially ribbit a bank. Why? That pun was quite elite. <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners. This is not the, the content you wanted necessarily, but it might be the content you needed or you deserved. <laughs> okay, let's go to the meat house. <laughs> the meat house. Ooh, whatever the yeah. hell it's called. The other meat place. Zone number two. To the garden colony. Let's give it half an hour travel time. So, you know that Gorsman Shed is in a garden colony on Landsberger Schausse. So, Schreber Gardens or Schreber Garten are popular throughout Germany, but particularly in urban Berlin. So, you've heard, you know what the garden colony of uh, Landsberger Schausses. Also called garden colonies, they are, these are adjacent allotments of land set aside for gardening and rural relaxation. Hundreds of acres of these gardens surround Berlin on its outer fringes. So you travel out to Hellesdorf at the eastern edge of the city. The Strassebahn tramline runs out to the Landsberger Alley station where the street changes its name to Landsberger Schausse. A pleasant 10-minute walk, so add 10 minutes, along the tree-lined avenue, takes you to Grossman's Old Colony. The allotments here ring a large ornamental pool, and you can tell which one is Grossman's Shed because it's discernible by its tumble-down appearance. It has clearly lacked care since his arrest, and even before that, potentially. So the shed is a small timber structure, about 10 feet square, with a pitched roof and one window on each wall. The paint, once a pleasant blue-green, has faded and chipped to such an extent that the shed is mostly exposed natural wood, now weathered to a dreary grey with rust running down from every nail and screw. The land around the shed is overgrown and choked with weeds, much in contrast to the carefully tended lawns and gardens of the other allotments. 
A gravel drive leads up to the cabin from the street and shows signs of frequent passage by heavy vehicles over the years. You can see that the shed door is slightly ajar. What do you do? We, uh, we know what we're going to find in there, right? I think we should check the top of the door carefully in case there's a bucket of whitewash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or human blood. <laughs> yes. We don't want to get carried away. The door opens outwards, so I think you're okay. He might have booby-trapped the place, though. That is a good call. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that was a stupid joke, but actually, haha, you're welcome. Mm, like the, a, a pit trap or something uh, underneath a rug or whatever. Yeah. A mimic. A mimic. <laughs> <laughs> the sausages are a mimic, yes. There's nothing in there but just like this giant treasure chest, like brimming with gold. Like, oh, nice. Classic Call of Cthulhu treasure. <laughs> I guess they just head in slowly. Mm. But yeah, let's let's not tread on any suspicious looking rugs. Let's not trip on any wires connected to grenades. That's all I can think of. Are there any windows? Should we look through the window first before we go in? Can't go wrong. Uh, yeah, Max Max is going to walk up to Sadie and put a hand on her shoulder and say, I'm right beside you. If this gets too much, just tell me and we'll leave. Thank you, Max. I'll, I'll be okay. I'm here for you too. Okay, let's do this. You can't see through the dusty, dusty, shuttered window. But you open the door. And... Entering, you find the interior to be musty and extensively cobwebbed. The floor is covered in dead leaves and the bones of small animals. Disconcertingly, rows of smoke-stained garden gnomes stare down impassively from the rafters and cross beams. Only a psychopath would have this many gnomes. <laughs> the shed itself is even emptier than his apartment. There is only one single small wood-burning stove and dozens of small hooks are screwed onto the rafters and beams and the walls are lined with empty storage shelves. However, even now, the lingering odour of smoked sausage is present, which Sadie brings back some memories. Yeah. Did you say something about garden gnomes? Indeed. Are they within arm's reach? Yeah. Can I pick one up? Yeah. Does it feel like it has human remains inside of it? <laughs> oh, God. Do you pick one and check, or are you, like, examining all the gnomes? Because that's a spot hidden. Yeah, I'll examine gnomes. Anyone want to join? I Grabbing one, you find to. that the inside of the gnome is hollow. Oh, my God. Is this a canopic jar situation? Oh, no. Canopic gnomes. <laughs> Anyone else examining gnomes? Yeah, I think if we see what Sadie's doing, we probably join her. Yeah. Yep. I have a picture for you. Oh, lovely. This is not what I or Moritz were expecting. I've rolled 38, but I could spend three luck if nobody else passes. Right, I'll just roll just now. What's, what we're on spot hidden? Yep. Uh, I get a normal success. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ditto, normal success. Well, uh, Max did it first. So Max, 
as you're all grabbing gnomes and just putting your entire arm's length in them. Um, <laughs> as you do. As you do. As we're all inhaling deeply the contents of these gnomes, <laughs> tasting it. <laughs> Inside one of the gnomes, you find a handmade cloth dolly stuffed inside the hollow interior of the gnome. Its button eyes shine strangely in the half-light the interior. Everybody, I think I've found something. I think I have an image of the door. Oh, it's going to be creepy, isn't it? Garden gnomes are intrinsically creepy, especially when they contain dolls. Mm. Oh my god, that's terrifying. That's <laughs> horrific. That's Spooksville. That's straight out of Coraline or something. It's got like fluted cardboard for a hair. Mmm. Yeah. See, that's better than the weird kind of weird webby fungus mycelium I was picturing. Mmm. That is super, super creepy. Oh my god. Do you think he was keeping souvenirs? I don't know. Does does this look like this was handmade as in a toy or handmade as in a person has just made this who's not a, a professional toy maker? Ah, uh, unclear. Okay. Is it, uh, you say a souvenir. I, I hate to think what it's made of in that case. I was thinking along the same lines. I didn't want to say anything, but I am quite relieved to see that it doesn't appear to have human hair. Hmm. It feels like cloth, but now I don't want to be touching it anymore. Are all of these gnomes going to contain strange surprises? Well, there's only one way to find out. Can I get a listen roll from everyone? Oh my god, if the gnomes oh start no. talking, I'm going to oh lose no. it. <laughs> a creepy doll's going to come alive. Fail. Fail. Hard success. Fail. Ooh, go Moritz. 25 under 75. Moritz, you hear footsteps coming from nearby. I swivel my head. Do I see their source? You think they are from a nearby garden shed, although you can't see anything at the moment. My instinctive thought was that we don't want to be discovered, but then I realised that actually speaking to a neighbour at the apartment was helpful. And yes, why not? And yes, we're private investigators and absolutely, why not? So I just sort of like make eye contact with everyone and like nod towards the source of the sound and say, I think we've got another neighbor. Perhaps we should um, see if they know anything. Well, the police clearly haven't been here. If you look at the cobwebs, maybe they will know a lot that we can pass on if we needed to or, or just help us. It's not often you get people in the garden set of Grossman. Are you acquaintances? She's a weedy woman in her mid-fifties wearing coveralls and gardening boots starts walking at your direction confidently from a nearby shed. Yes, we are. Old friends. Friends? You like the man? 
finished. Hang on a second. No, only joking. <laughs> only joking. <laughs> only joking. <laughs> I regret that. <laughs> that was the ruse back in the prelude when he wasn't like a convicted serial killer. I think we're yeah, taking a yeah. different tack now. <laughs> oh, goodness. Are you in his line of business? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. We're uh, private detectives, yes. Your friends, who are not in his line of business, but are private detectives as well. We are friends with each other. I think perhaps there's been a misunderstanding. We, we're not friends of Grossman. Were you a friend of Grossman's? <sighs> oh, God, no, I despise the man. What a horrible, horrible man. Oh, I just happen to have my much beloved shed neighboring his, and I, I regret it completely. And honestly, all the kind of things that I had to witness and deal with and the, the weeding that he never got to on time and just encroached on my side and I had to do twice the work and of course all the girls, but mainly the we No, it, it's all terrible. It's, it's all equally terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the girls. The girls are the most terrible. I'm, I'm sorry. Sometimes I, I, lose, I lose track and I focus on the wrong things, but what a monster. What a monster. He used to bring girls here then, you say? Oh, he used this place for all sorts of shenanigans. You know, he often came out here for the weekend with anywhere from one to four women at a time. He brought four women to this shed? Four women! Were they... Would you believe it? I don't... I, I, I never bring anyone. I don't, I don't even bring my dog to this cabin. It's so small. Were they trussed up in the back of a truck? Well. That seems like a very significant well. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, no, they seemed to have come in voluntarily, but you know, by the time they, that he was done with them, I, well, uh, let's say that I did hear violence. You know, sometimes they ran away and I managed to, you know, offer help and shelter to them. But you know, there's always so much, uh, uh, you know, an old woman like me could do. Old. I'm not old, but you know what I mean. I, there was no mm. match for the Grossman. Why did you not go to the authorities? Oh, authorities. What do they ever do for us? I've been telling them about the lines between our garden sheds <laughs> and how God. they've been improperly allocated for years, and they never paid a single, single visit to check. <laughs> I will tell them about the beatings of women. They probably care even less about that. You are worried about the lines in your garden? I'm worried about everything, okay? There's, there's too much to worry about, please. The economy. <laughs> oh you my goodness. You are a fool and a coward, you stupid woman. Oh, please. We are, all, we are all endangering our lives every time we interact with a terrible, terrible monster like that. I did what I could. A lot of these women wouldn't have survived if it weren't for me rescuing them and bringing them out. That's more than many others do. I tried my best and protected my family. How many women would have survived if you had gone to the authorities at the proper time? What my excitable associate <laughs> means is that we will be grateful at this time for any information you might have, that these ladies might have shared with you, you see we're on the trail of one such. And uh, we would, this this could be your chance, safe in the knowledge that he is gone, to uh, 
pay some of it forward, you know? Well, you know, these women were prostitutes. Yes. They were disoriented. You know, they, they had things to worry about. They didn't have a lot they were willing to share. You know, I think he liked them quite young. Mm. I never saw an older woman, you know? I, like, no one my age. He was always going for the young'uns. And you know, when Grossman was out at the cupboard by himself, he always seemed to take an interest in the neighbor's children. You know, people who tried to keep him at a distance, they told him no gifts, please leave our children alone, told their children to stay away from him. I, I knew he was up to no good, I just, I could feel it, but, you know, there was never any proof. Nothing ever happened. That you know of. Do you recognize this doll? Did this belong to a, a little girl in the neighborhood? I mean, I'm sure it did. I, I don't recognize a specific doll, but sounds like something he would do. Who knows hmm. what happened? I mean, you know, the police did put him in jail for children touching in the past, so... There are layers of depravity at work here. Terrible, terrible man. Ah, ha! I have low-key forgotten what we're trying to do here. And the sausage smell! It just spread <laughs> everywhere! I could smell it for- I could never bring my dog, not just because of the space, because every time I brought my dog, he just ran over and tried to get it- and what do I tell him? Do I tell him, no, don't go to the nice sausage man because he'll make sausages out of you! I, I don't know, I mean, obviously I, I knew- I didn't know he was making sausages out of people, but he was clearly- Having a lot of meat in there, you know, it was, uh, it was, uh, the economy was tough. No one could find meat, food was at a shortage, and here he was, delivery lorries from, like, a variety of distributors coming in the shed, coming out of the shed, loading crates full of worse, canned meat. You know, he, he, it wasn't just a love nest, it was clearly some sort of processing and distribution point for his black market meat. I asked him about it, I asked him, and he said, oh, it's part of the work of a butcher. He was selling pork and beef, apparently, but he was still cagey about where he found the meat, you know? But again, quite a good profit from that meat that other people selling pork and beef wouldn't have gotten. You know, his last such sale was just a week before he was arrested, six months ago. Six months ago was, was his last sale, and that's like tons of tins everywhere, who knows? Do you uh, happen to know where this butcher was? Where he worked. He's the butcher. He died in the prison. I mean the shop. It wasn't one shop. It was a bunch of uh, unmarked vans taking them to all the shops in all of Berlin. God. This whole city could have been eating his victims. Ah, uh, this, uh, the book tells me to ask you for an intelligence role at this point. Oh. I feel like I need it. <laughs> I feel like you don't need it, you already know this, but uh, if you succeed, you get a sanity roll, so that's mm. always fun. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Just what we need right now. Oh, awesome. Tell us in advance so we can hope. Yeah, it's important. I got a hard success. Enjoy. Before, I failed. Before you'd said that it was going to cost us a sanity roll, I was going to say that Max has started like backing away, and um, I'm completely disgusted with this woman, and is going to try and find her allotment and surreptitiously kick over some plants while she's not looking. <laughs> oh, did you want to roll a psychology nice. about her? Yeah. Uh, I got a hard success. With your psychology, you can tell that she has mixed feelings about 
having helped the women because they were prostitutes. This woman's an old bat. Who passed their intelligence roll? Oh, yeah. Not me. Yep. <laughs> Stay dumb, Andreas. Stay dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Morris has got an int of 90. I ain't failing these tests. What about Max? Uh, right, sorry. Uh, intelligence. Uh, oh, I just failed by one. Okay. So just Moritz. No, no, and Sadie. Uh, and Sadie. Sorry, I thought Sadie failed. So you two, of course, can tell <laughs> that many of these canned meats are very likely still in pantries across the city oh, and God. still being sold. And uh, you can roll sanity, uh, realizing the human meat circulating through the Berlin Food Network right now. Love that. Mm. Why not? Everyone's becoming vegetarian. A hard success on sanity too. Okay, that's a zero. You knew this deep down oh, already. Phew. Me too, yeah, that's a 19. Max, you go and slightly vandalize uh, <laughs> the shed. Yeah. I'm going to find a thing, a weed killer, and I'm going to look for our vegetable patch, and I'm going to put the weed killer all over yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Siphon off some petrol from the car <laughs> and uh, spray that over everything. Yeah, just as I'm walking away, flick my cigarette and it goes... <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> In tonight's episode, what does Max set on fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are we actually hoping to find traces of here? Uh, we were looking for something that Sadie could potentially use to find out what's tethering him to the, the mortal plane. Right, so we have a creepy doll. That's a good sign. We definitely need to further inspect these gnomes. Who knows what yep. other treasures they might hold. You passed a hard success. You're done inspecting the gnomes. Oh, I, I thought you said there was another option if we checked them all out. I thought that was... That like was a... the option. Gotcha. Mm. But this uh, doll doesn't sound like it was his. It sounds like it was uh, a little girl's from the neighborhood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or it was one of the toys he was offering the kids. But yeah, no, he probably held on to it yeah. as a trophy. Damn him. Oh, yeah, that too. Could be. Which is, ah, that would be why he'd be hiding it. Mm. Could we go around the neighborhood and see if anyone knows who belongs to this doll? Yeah. What's Pedro's face looking like? Hell. <laughs> <laughs> I was more thinking like myself. That sounds incredibly harrowing. Like, hey, was your child one of the ones this guy was, you know? Like, I don't know if I want to have those conversations. Pedro is, is specifically not looking at me and drinking water. I can't tell you guys. <laughs> Pedro is hydrating because her voice keeps breaking from all this terrible German accent. <laughs> Goodness, everyone shouts. We could maybe look up missing persons reports in any kind of local newspaper archives, because we know that if he was arrested six months ago, then we could find out maybe if there was a girl who went missing. Mm. Is that, um, I was about to say, like, is that useful to us? But then I realized the only other thing we have is a doll. Is there anything else on the doll? Like, have we found everything there is to the, in the part, the shed, sorry? and. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else on the doll or anything? No. Mm. Okay. I'll tell you what, not straightforward as investigations go. Definitely slim pickings. Did did we examine the doll closely? Mm-hmm. We did, didn't we? Have we looked around the shed? Mm-hmm. 
he hasn't buried anything or what have you. This is no. Okay. It's no secret like underground <laughs> storage room in the shed. I guess you can start dr- digging and see if there's anything <laughs> under the ground. I can make one, goddammit. <laughs> we'll make sure to throw the dirt over the property line as well. So yes. that, uh, yeah. <laughs> ruin her garden. Okay, so he's, he's made a new shipment of meat that's been sent out to people. So, and we've got this doll, and he was giving toys to children or he was taking toys from children um i think i think he was using it to lure the children trying to like give them sweeties and stuff this looks like a much loved doll not mm, like a okay this is a trophy ah, that right. he hid but he was known to be giving kids stuff well mm-hmm. we should kind of try and find the parents and give it back to them i guess i know that's not really part of the plot, but it would be the right thing to do, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. We should probably try and find out who were the distribution companies, because then we could try and put a notice in the paper or something like, if you have X brand of canned ham in your pantry, please throw it away. Well, that would be a very socially conscious thing to do. That would, actually. It'd be good to go talk to the police now because we know that the canned meat distribution sort of thing happened and um and inspector creek is he the one that somebody's met before i think going to the police because of you know considering we've just found this meat of just sort of uncovered the meat uh canning yeah and knowing that people have probably got you know canned meat still in their cupboards meat gate <laughs> gate spam gate yeah, yeah, they they might know who the distributors were, and then they can put out some kind of like public warning to say, please throw away brand whatever it is if you have that yeah. in your cupboard. Yeah, it's a good idea actually. And then we can talk to them. I mean, there's other other things we could learn from them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing them a favor now. They owe us one. You know, the police in Berlin is quite notoriously corrupt and like the extra cash in this hard economic times I'm almost (laughs) certain that Andreas would be paid up with the right people so that they let him conduct his side business without too much interference Max could uh, bribe the police to let us in on some evidence or something maybe yeah definitely Max needs to bring some extra cash from the house (laughs) yeah That actually sounds like a decent idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, we'll head back to Club Maximal and get a water cash. How much money did we get from the prince? Well, you we haven't cashed it in. Three dollars each, right? Ah, uh, right, okay. A day. Three pounds each, which is way more. Three pounds, yeah, quite a lot of money. Until we cash it, we don't know if it's going to bounce, though. Oh, Maybe you should go cash point. it first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's. Okay, so I'm assuming you spend a bit of the day, go to the bank cashing, the check going back to the house, kind of refreshing from going to the garden shed, that was disgusting, having some food, lunch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would like to pee. I have and a small bladder. going to the police station a bit later, let's say 5pm? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. 5pm, off 
to the police station. You know from your past experiences that the lead detective, Inspector Craig, has an office at police headquarters, also known as the Policie Presidium on Alexanderplatz. And you make your way there, hoping that you secure an interview with the man. With the man. Capital the T, inspect- capital M. Exactly. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Braden, Lydia, Hal, Jillian, of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, please consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash as a right, where you get access to episodes a week early. And don't forget, you can get 10% off on chaosium.com using code STARS10. One use per customer only. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cult Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links, on our website at sazerai.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again. Wait. What's that? Our cult has inducted a new member. Welcome, David LaSalle, and thank you for your support on Patreon. May the omens be ever in your favour. Before moving on to this week's Beyond the Madness, I'd like to urge our lovely fans to leave us a review and let us know what you think. Reviews help us reach more people and give us that extra boost of enthusiasm to keep doing what we love. You can find all the places you can review us at starsaright.com forward slash reviews. Thank you.